Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Thursday, September 1st, 2022, and this is day 1626 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you. Nobody but you. You are the greatest. You are our loving Father. You care so much about us. Help us, Father, to stay on track. And if we get off track, to get back on. And Lord, I thank you for your mercy and your grace that you show us. I thank you for keeping a hedge of protection around us, even while we're sleeping, even over our children, our families. Thank you so much, my Lord, for equipping us to do your will this day. I ask, Father, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Can you believe it? It's already September. Oh my gosh. Oh man, I'm loving this weather though. (laughs) Today's message is, when the fizz is gone. Yep. When the fizz is gone. (laughs) It reminds me of a song by B.B. King, when the thrill is gone, right? We're coming out of Genesis chapter 35 verses 1 through 15. And uh, just to give you the backdrop of what happened before we get to uh, chapter 35 and chapter 34, uh, there was one of the worst massacres that ever took place. One of uh, in the Bible, um, you know, other than war. Well, this was something with Jacob's boys and uh, they were angry because When they were in the land of Shechem, there was a king and his son. And his son wanted their sister Dinah, their only sister. And he took liberties and um, defiled her by having sex with her. Uh, And that was totally horrible. That was not the thing to do, even today to take someone and literally do that or rape them or have your way with them just because of the power that this man had. And this man wanted her for his wife. And he asked Jacob if, if they could do that. And let's, let's, you know, live here in our, in our town. And, and, uh, you know, you all can have our women and we'll, you know, Uh, just kind of interact together. And so the boys heard that this had happened. Uh, Jacob's uh, boys heard this had happened. And uh, they told them, the only way we'll do that, they, they tricked them, is if you and all the men of the town get circumcised. And that's the only way you can have our sister. And so they did. They got circumcised, and at the time of their being in pain, Jacob's boys went out and killed up every man in that town. And so, they had to basically get away. 
because Jacob knew that it would bring uh, shame and, as a matter of fact, it would bring hostility upon him and his family. And so this is where we begin now. Uh, Genesis chapter 35, verses 1 through 15, it says, Then God said to Jacob, Go up to Bethel and settle there and build an altar there to God. They were leaving Shechem, getting away because they, you know, just didn't want any harm brought up on them because of what the sons had done. So he said, Go up to Bethel and settle there and build an altar there to God, who appeared to you when you were fleeing from your brother Esau. Well, this was another situation that Jacob had gone through, and uh, it was a life or death situation, another one, where his brother he knew was going to kill him because his brother said he was, and um, and he went to Bethel, and he made an altar before God, and and God told him to go meet your brother, and he and his brother worked things out. They hugged each other and worked through it, and uh, now he's going through this. Verse 2 says, So Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Get rid of your foreign gods you have with you. So a lot of these foreign gods could have been more like what we call good good luck charms. Those are still things that go against God. We don't need good luck charms because we have the ultimate. We have God, the creator of all things, who is guiding us and leading our footsteps. So we don't need to have something that says this is four leaf clover brings me good luck no no that's putting that thing before god so god told them to get rid of all those things and he says and purify yourselves and change your clothes then come let us go up to bethel where i will build an altar to god who answered me in the day of my distress and who has been with me wherever i have gone So they gave Jacob all the foreign gods they had and the rings in their ears. And uh, so that represented God's, uh, well, they uh, uh, used to the word of evil. Hold on one second. Let me look at my notes for the, I'm sorry, for the piercing um, of the ears. It wasn't so much that that was bad, but it was, uh, it says, why did the people give Jacobs their earrings or jewelry and itself was not evil, but the, but in Jacob's day, earrings were often worn as good luck charms to ward off evil. So that was why, because even the earrings uh, was something used uh, to replace God, basically. In when we wear earrings today, you're not wearing them to ward off evil. If you are, then you're wearing them for the wrong reason. And that's going against the word of God. So it says, and Jacob buried them under the oak at Shechem. Then they set out and the terror of God fell on the towns all around them so that no one pursued them. The favor of God was on them. Jacob and all the people with him came to Luz, that is Bethel, in the land of Canaan. There he built an altar, and he called the place El Bethel, because it was where it was there that God revealed himself to him when he was fleeing from his brother. Now Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died and was buried under the oak outside Bethel. So it was named Elon 
Bakuth. After Jacob returned from Paddan Aram, God appeared to him again and blessed him. God said to him, your name is Jacob, but you will no longer be called Jacob. Your name will be Israel. So he named him Israel. And God said to him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and increase in number. And when he named him Israel, this is something that took place also uh, when he was at Bethel the first time running from his brother. And at that time, he wrestled, he wrestled with God. He wrestled with an angel of God, but it, it was God. Uh, and so it, that name, changing his name to Israel, uh, meant he wrestled with God. So it says, a nation and community of nations will come from you and kings will be among your descendants. The land I gave to Abraham and Isaac, I also give to you and I will give this land to your descendants after you. Then God went up from him at the place where he had talked with him. Jacob set up a stone altar at the place where God had talked with him and he poured out a drink offering on it. He also poured oil on it. Jacob called the place where God had talked with him Bethel. So he called the place Bethel. And then this oil uh, used to anoint the pillar was olive oil of the finest grade of purity. It was expensive. So using it showed the high value placed on the anointed object. Jacob was showing the greatest respect for the place where he had met with God. We must show the ultimate respect for God by putting him first in our lives at all times. And there will be times, y'all, where we can get off track. It happens. That's why God allows us the opportunity to repent. And let's take it seriously. Point number one, have you ever let certain things slide even though you knew it wasn't right according to God's word? Maybe you just didn't want to deal with the rejection or hear all the, you know, arguing or all of the, you know, all of the the replies that people will have. Oh, well, I'm doing it because of that or I'm doing it. And it it could be in your own household, right? Just like what was happening with Jacob in his household. Or you, you just you just don't. You know, after so long, you you keep saying the same thing over and over again. It's like, I'm tired. (laughs) Uh, And, and, you know, you may look at it like it's not that bad, actually. It's not that bad after all. You know, go ahead. Let them smoke their weed. You know, it's legal. I'm not going to, you know, no biggie. But what does God say about it? See, many times we are using those things as a crutch to replace God's peace in our lives. So we're reaching out for something to bring about this peace, you know, that that God can bring. You know, I'm not I'm not talking about something that is prescribed, but I'm using that as an example because those are things that we used to do. I used to do coming up. And it's like, okay, I'm looking forward to the weekend, have my fun, you know, go out party, drink, smoke, get high, whatever. And it did nothing for me. It actually made matters worse. <laughs> By the time me and my husband would get home from something like that, we're arguing. Uh, you was looking at that person. No, you was looking at that person. You, you know, and it just created more animosity. 
God is saying, let those things go. There are times throughout our journey that we can become diluted, watered down, polluted by the ways of the world. Have you ever wanted your favorite soda? And and it looked good sitting in the refrigerator. You knew you didn't have it that long. <laughs> and then you realize once you poured it up and take your first sip, it tastes horrible because the fizz was gone. You know, drinking soda is not soda without that fizz, right? Without the carbonation. Well, somebody didn't put the lid on good. So that allowed something to slip in to take away the fizz. That's exactly what happens to us. And what slips in is the world's way. Uh, our Ourselves, our, our lack of self-discipline slips in. And of course, our enemy, Satan. And I'm not going to even give him all the credit. Most of the time, it's just us. And just because something looks good doesn't mean it's good or good for you. Jacob realized the, fr- the fizz was gone in his life. So much so that it was affecting his children. Here they are. They just created murder, killed up the whole town. All the men. We need to get a grip on things before it gets too bad. God is saying, wake up right now where you are. Look at what's, how far you've fallen and get back on track. Point number two. We must understand that we serve a loving and forgiving God. He's also a God that does not tolerate sin. (laughs) Once we realize we've gotten away from where God intended for us to be, we need to take action immediately. Number one, first, we should get rid of those things that are not of God, that are a replacement for God. You know, what are we getting caught up in? You know, and you'll know. Do inventory. Second, repent, turn away from the evil and begin doing God's will again. And third, change is time for change. And and that could be uh, the places we go, the people we hang out with. Remember I said going out for me every weekend, partying back in early my early 20s. That's what we did. And, And that changed after you know, uh, knowing, coming to know the Lord. And, uh, and I remember I got saved and I, I still try cause I had a, uh, <laughs> my cousin, and I, she and I were still going out and, and I went out after getting saved and I'm going to tell you something. I love to dance and I was like a wallflower. I couldn't even do what I used to do. It didn't feel right anymore. <laughs> and so I stopped. I knew, you know what, this just isn't for me. That environment was no longer for me. I remember working in sales many years ago and traveled and did all those things. And um, one of the things that we did a lot of and that was uh, or was required to do or, you know, and it wasn't like forced upon us, but to go to happy hour and take our clients out for drinks. And that's that was back in those days. That's what was done. And, you know, I refused. I was saved. I got saved. I said, no, I'm not. You know, it's kind of like. Think about it. You know, that's something that is natural for people to just go into. Back in, in the day when I lived in the world, that was natural. No big deal. Well, I'm not that person anymore. So what if I were to say to them, hey, I want you to come to church, come to morning service and meet people, right? They're not going to do that, not necessarily. And I wouldn't expect them to. I'm not going to force that upon somebody. So don't force your ways upon me, you know, just because you go out and and that's what you do to, to win clients. I don't do it that way. And so I didn't. And I was not looked upon very highly for not. <laughs> but it was okay. 
It was about what God said. And you are going to look, you know, like the odd man out or, or you will be alienated, but you won't be alienated by God. God will embrace you. God will stand in the gap for you. He will provide for you. Uh, but when we look to other things to provide or other people and we know it's not right, God may be telling you, stop shacking with that person, uh, living with somebody without being married to them. He's saying that's what's blocking your blessings. Either get married if that's who you God would have you to be with or get out of that situation. Move on. If if the person uh, you know loves you enough that they truly love you, then you're worth being married to one another. I can remember coming up, that was one of the things we didn't, we weren't taught to be married first. We shacked up first. <laughs> my husband and I did for a whole year before we got married. You know, my mother would say, test the grounds first, you know, and that's what I was doing. Make sure it's somebody you want to be with for the rest of your life. That That is the way of the world, right? And uh, we were uh, 18 years old and then got married a year later at 19. We lived together first. Now I know differently. Now I know the way God would have us to do it. And and that is not, you know, shack up. You don't live together first. You get married first. I'll never forget. Um, God showed me how Facebook, mm-hmm, Facebook, my goodness, was consuming me. It was taking away my time from God. And I didn't even realize it. It was so subtle. And I just go on to look and, you know, oh, look at that. Read this and read that post and that and scanning and looking at pictures. And before you know it, two hours have gone by. It's like, oh, my goodness, I've wasted so much time doing this. And it was, you know, for some people, certain things can be consuming. And that is a dangerous place to be in. And God said, I must get off of that or it is going to end up blocking my blessing and blocking my hearing God and obeying God. And so, you know what? I got off. <laughs> and it's been the best thing I could have ever done in my life. One of, anyway. Uh, so I, I no longer, you know, every now and then somebody might say, hey, send me something, check this out. And I will, but I'm not, I'm not on it like I, I used to be. I, I, it's probably been a couple of years now. And I have no desire to be. But but some of us can do it and it's not a big deal, right? You're not going to get consumed. I did. So I, you've got to know your weak areas and not let them become the thing that takes over your life and takes you away from God's purpose for your life. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that is the ultimate number one step. Romans 10 and 9 says, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now that is the best new beginning you could ever make because that means you'll be with Jesus for eternity. The opposite would be hell for eternity. I promise you there is no middle ground based upon what the word of God says and the word of God is our guide. All right, now, uh, now that we've done that, 
Oh, I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. J-A-C-K-I-E, be like boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth workforce skills and life skills and teaching them how to run their own businesses and how to work out their differences and teaching them how to be aware of human and sex trafficking. What does that look like? And so that they're not caught up in some evil. All righty. And thank you all so much for partnering with us. We appreciate you so very much. We need your support. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.